Yo, yo, Thought Warriors, what is up? It is I, Van Lathan. It's time for Higher Learning. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Swear sometimes, you know, sometimes Van, I'll be like, wait, wait, are you going to introduce me too? No, I'm not going to introduce Van Lathan is Higher Learning. So this weekend, you guys. I don't speak for you. <laughs> hey, what's up with your bandana? Are you tripping? This is black. Yeah, but some some is you, you realize that it's not just blue. Different sets have different colors. Of oh, well, I'm not well versed in it. Excuse me, but this is know. my new mask. Ooh, ooh, right? It is dope. That is kind of tight. Yeah, you look yeah. like a femme fatale. Just to let you guys know, if you're not watching it, the mask looks like a bandana, but then it comes up and over the ears. I know. I'm sure you guys have seen them. It's kind of tight. It's kind of tight. Where'd you get it? Um, I don't know how to say the brand's name. Zadig and Voltaire. Oh, I know it. Yeah, just yeah. About to, yeah. I got mm-hmm. to send some stuff from them because people used to send. <laughs> you are such a name dropper. Why? It's not true. Just, oh yeah, people... you know they send me some stuff from there. No, 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 no. Not them directly, but people send assorted boxes of stuff, and then when they send it, like it'll be different brands that'll be in there. Oh, I have an announcement to make. Please. It's an announcement that I'm gonna make with this piece of orange in my. Uh, I am retiring the use of the N-word on the podcast. Whoa. Who got to you? It's true. Somebody, I'm going to leave this a mystery. Okay? I'm going to leave this a mystery. But it's somebody that's very influential in the media space uh, that said there's really all the other curse words because they heard both this podcast, excuse me, both the parents' podcast and some other ones. All the other curse words, they go, yeah, they go, the N-word, in, in, it's, if it were a different podcast, yes. But in this particular podcast, they're like, the N-word is not quite, it, it's jarring in the podcast that you're doing. It is. Well, you agree? Then why don't you ever say Because you wouldn't have stopped if I would have said something. That's not, we could have had a whole seat. This is the it's, problem. It, 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 when, you, when I talk to you, it's different. When I listen to it back, right. It comes out in a different way. Was the person right. black or white that that said it to you? Now you know damn well. <laughs> Rachel, smack yourself. You think you think you like you, Rachel, like Rachel, like you know damn well. I just there's no of I know. goddamn way. This story would have went a completely different way. Yo, who the fuck? What? <laughs> Did you pay your reparations this month before you talk to me? No. Of course they were black. Of course. You know damn well. But your uh, reaction is everything I wanted. Right. Yeah, you, you actually you trolled me. You baited me into good job. That's a good one. That is that's what I'm talking about. Like that's how I know that Big Rage is coming to her into her own as a troll, just like her brother. <laughs> as a troll. Because you know good damn well. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 
miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Um, how, was your, how was your weekend today? Well, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do now since L.A. Right. I mean, I was at the hair salon when she goes, I, ju- I'm, I am making an appointment two weeks, two weeks from now. Hey, I want to come back in. She goes, I just got the notice. We're getting shut down. We got 48 hours to shut it down. It was kind of cryptic, confusing. Like you, there was an option. I'm not quite sure. It's uh, the order is confusing to me anyways. Right. So, I mean, it's there's really not much you can do. So I just took it, the opportunity to enjoy quiet time, get my affairs together. I watched the fight. Um, I had to watch it on my computer because Spectrum wasn't acting right. That was annoying. But um, yeah, no, I just chilled. I really didn't have an eventful weekend. Honestly, I'm getting a little sad, Van. I mean, I've kind of been sad, but because of everything that's going on, like we had a family meeting. Mm-hmm. We're so Cosby, this Cosby mm. kids. We're so Cosby kids. We yeah, have right. a family meeting because we're trying to figure out Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out traveling for the holidays and what that looks like. And the more we talk about it, the realization is we're not going to be together. Mm. That's sad. I haven't seen my family in a year and I'm just very torn about traveling back to Dallas. So yeah. that kind of was a damper on the weekend. Yeah, look, I can imagine your dad is a barrel of laughs. So I can imagine a Christmas <laughs> without Judge Lindsay. It must be like ha- not having Clark W. Griswold. To, 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 to <laughs> 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 I can just imagine. Um, no, it's, I'm joking. Yeah, obviously. Yo, I mean, look, I've been very, <laughs> I've been very forthright about sort of what's going on on a daily basis with me, I wake up and from about, I'd say six. Okay. So I'll wake up every day. Talk about being sad. I wake up every day and from about, I'll say 5 a.m. to um, 10 a.m. It's really bad. I mean, like I've upped the therapy to daily now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for about five, five, p.m. 5 a.m. to like 10 10 it's really bad like crying crying I don't know if I can do something then I start to come out of it you know then I run then I meditate and then the towards the end of the day I'm feeling somewhat normal until we got to do it all over again and it's just like yeah and so the only reason why I say that is because you know when you when you say that you're sad because you're not getting to see your your family for Christmas, you're not saying that you're sad because you didn't get a good grade on the chemistry exam or you didn't get the big interview that you wanted. You're not seeing the group of people that you love 
at the time that your body tells you, your soul yeah. tells you that you should be with them. So it's just hard. I, and I can completely, you know, identify with it. It's hard when you feel like you're the reason that you're not going to go see them is because you're trying to do your part for the greater good. Right. And then I watched my hometown this weekend mm -hmm. and people are out maskless, maskless, enjoying a fight, you know, just for pleasure, posting their pictures. You know, they're showing people on camera. Terrence Crawford sitting in the audience, no mask. You know, and it's I, it's just tough because it's like you're doing what you're supposed to do, but other people aren't. And for that reason, it messes with what you're trying to do, but also like my my sanity, mm -hmm. my, my sanity at the same time. I said it. I said, if I can't go home for Christmas, I'm not going to be OK. Right. Um, but I didn't think that that was really going to happen. And now that it is looking like it's happening. I don't know. It's tough. So here's the thing. I uh, was talking to my therapist. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about the fact that there are times in life where I wish I was a simpler guy. And she was like, how do you mean? She was like, well, I can't imagine some people that I know having some of the issues that I have. Because, you know, something would happen to them and they would ignore it. They would ignore it. They would ignore it. Like, I, you know, you watch that Lance Armstrong thing. I I wake up with a sore lower stomach for two days. I'm headed to the oncologist. Lance Armstrong, like I told you guys before, had to spit blood before he went to go check on himself, right? Yeah. And there's sometimes that I wish that that resilience or that sort of uh, blissful ignorance was alive in me, even though it's obviously not. So when I watched the fight and I saw all those people in the crowd, I was like, yo, in a small way, I was kind of like envious. I was like, <laughs> I get what you're saying. You know, you know I mean, and, and and this is not look. I got the mask. I got right now. I, I'm eating the orange, and I drank the <laughs> orange juice. We going overboard, staying home, doing all the right things. But it's somewhere, somebody right now throwing dollar bills at somebody in Miami or Atlanta and stuff like that. And sure, a lot of people are going to get sick and it's going to do irreparable harm, but it just looks slightly enticing from your bunker sometimes. From, yeah. from your hole. But I don't want to be one of them. Right. And I'm not saying that anyone should be, but be one of them. And by the way, speaking of this, I know you guys saw the pictures of James Harden at Lil Baby's birthday party in Atlanta. No mask, no anything like that. If you guys don't know the backstory, James Harden, player for the Houston Rockets, is trying to leverage his way out of Houston, forcing the team to trade him. And so he kind of mm, indirectly trolled them, not directly, if you ask me, by posting pictures of him at Lil Baby's birthday party, no mask or anything like that. I got to say, that's the lamest shit that James Harden has done in a long time. Mm. Speak I on mean, it. like, James Harden, good guy. You know, for the most part, he likes to have a good time. But you never hear anything really really bad or, or or dangerous about James Harden. That's the most dangerous thing he's ever done. And I, I'm not with the, all, you got to live your life through this and this and that. But the reality is that there are going to be people who look at James Harden and see who James Harden is and the example that he's setting. That's when it. He's out there being that, being that type of reckless and they're going to think it's not going to be a big, be a bigger deal. And know that's going to end. That's going to end with a fucking tombstone somewhere. 
yeah. for somebody else. Like anytime you go out there and you do those things, like I said before, I can understand the urge to, but if you're going out there and you're doing that, you, it's, it is not just potential, but likely that you are killing people. Exactly. That's the anxiety that I can't let go of. Right. If I go and do it, who I might be fine. And I might not never, I might never know what I contributed to, but the thought of I could be carrying it, I could give it to somebody who gets to somebody who ends up sick and possibly dies. That to me is the, is what I go through mentally, which is why I can't do it. But James yeah. Harden, like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, and, and let me ask you this. Did James Harden additionally go out and then post it on his social media that he was out and about or did right. someone catch him? No, he posted it on his social media. Now, what James, look, look, there are two different sides to this. What James is doing, uh, in a way, just basically has to do with the fact that he no longer wants to play in Houston. That's not the way to do it. But, I mean, look, in a regular sense, it would be. In well, a just reg- don't show up. Then well, just don't show up. In a regular sense, it would be a smart move if you didn't want to play there anymore, not just to not show up, but then to sort of embarrass the franchise by being seen somewhere else, thereby forcing them to... That's just the dirty business of, of sports. In this particular situation, there's an extra added public safety concern that goes along with the actions that he was flaunting. And like, I just wonder, like, I... And it has nothing to do with anything moral. It doesn't, you know. I'm just a pussy, I guess, because I'm actually no. scared. I'm, I mean, I'm being for real. Like, I'm actually uh, afraid of leading people to die. Like, I'm what? afraid. That's not. That doesn't make you. That makes you considerate of humanity for the public health of other people. That'll make you a pussy just because you want to do the right thing. So that makes them not that. That makes them hard because they want to go out here and be reckless and and are so selfish that they can't sit out a few parties for the greater good. Like, that's not... Yeah. By the way, did you see what James Harden gave Lil Baby for his birthday? Was it a bag? It was a bag of of money and honey buns. Like, like, he's really... You, you think you think James Harden is white? I love James Harden. I think James Harden on the Harden's court cool. or off the court. I, like, look, I mean, there's nothing wrong with him off the court. James Harden does what he does. Like, I, I to me, I just think that's lame. That's whack to me. To give to the the gift itself or the no mask stuff. Well, the no mask is its own story. The gift, honey buns and money in a bag. Who is little baby to you? That's his man. Are you not a good gift giver? I'm not that kind of gift giver. But also think about it. Wasn't it $300,000? It was, yeah, it was a lot of money. See, but look, this is unfair. I'll tell you why. Because George Clooney, it was reported some weeks ago, gave all of his homies like a million dollars each or something right. like that. Right, 14 people, a million dollars each. And everybody was like, oh my God, what a great guy. James Harden. I think there was more depth behind it. Like when he told the story, like the way he invited them out and he was like, no, no, seriously. And it was more of like, these were, no, these were his childhood friends. They had supported him through life and he wanted to do something for them. I don't, maybe I'm assuming the wrong thing. I don't think that's little baby for him. I don't think that that's, I don't, I I, I mean. Now you trying to tell them, you trying to tell people how close James Harden and little baby are? I, listen, the the the, top, the the theme here is, is it whack or not? 
I personally <laughs> think it is. I have a problem with the gift. I Look. wish my man would give another man $300,000 and some honey buns. What if it was and a, another and woman? In a purse. What if, it was purse. Another, what if it was another woman? Forget about being a man. What if it was oh, a woman? Oh, come on now. What if, what, so you're going to give another woman $300,000? Who is she? I mean, who is she? It's friends. Can, is Brian's allowed, I would assume, to have oh, female friends. Oh, of course. Friends. I, don't do, I don't play that game. Right. So then can he, he get them nice things? For what? $300,000? $300,000? He absolutely cannot. What if he was worth $500 million? For what? Why are you giving this person? It depends. It depends. Okay, let me take that back. If it's a friend, if it's a friend who's, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, like been there with you through thick and thin and they are in need. Right. In need, keyword, then Mm -hmm. sure. And we can afford to give it away. Notice I said we. Uh Uh-huh. Then sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Put you like this. Let's say Brian's super rich and you guys become friends with Jennifer Lopez and Alice Rodriguez. They don't need our money. But you, but you can't, but look, like in that type of situation, it's a celebrity type celebrity thing. They probably get, you have, would you have a problem with him getting J-Lo? I think J-Lo and A-Rod would never want us to give them $300,000. I feel like they, I, if somebody wanted to give me that money, I would be like, you know what? Can you donate that to frontline workers? Can you donate that for like PPE? Can you do, can you give back? That's what I would say. Mm. I'll keep the honey buns and the purse. But can you give the rest of the money away? Because I don't really need it. Mm. Right? I'm sure they took that money and went to V-Live that night. V-Live. So maybe they did give back. They gave back to the strippers. Maybe they did. Well, they, they were in did. Atlanta, so it probably might. Oh, they were in Atlanta? Been, yeah, okay. so it probably wouldn't have been V-Live. No, yeah. no, no. I'm sorry. I thought they were in Houston. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe they were in Houston. I don't know. Wherever they were. I think I think it was Atlanta. But it could have been Houston. I don't know. Here's the, like, here's the thing. Uh, look, whatever you're going to do, I think we all have had our priorities shifted. Um, I think it's it's just really important right now to keep your eyes on the bigger picture. I know in the past, athletes have been criticized, celebrities have been criticized for not keeping their eye on the bigger picture. But that was the bigger picture when you're setting when you're setting like uh, examples on, you know, excess and wealth and superficial shit and stuff like that. The bigger picture now is just straight up living and dying. That's mm-hmm. the bigger picture, and that's the entire thing yes. right now. It's the entire thing. It's just living or dying. Who's going to live their life? Who's going to pass away? I'm reading these horrific stories, and God knows I should stop reading them. Yes. Why are you doing that? Uh, yeah. Just like, I, I, God knows I should stop reading them. But I'm reading these horrific stories about people, because most of us know people who have been sick with COVID. A lot of people, not a lot of people know intimately someone who has died from COVID. Um, but For every person that doesn't know anyone that's died from COVID, there's somebody that has lost dozens of people. All right, I have a friend that lost, listen to this, I have a friend who has lost 93 people. Shut up. 93 people. Oh my God. From COVID. Family and friends? Family and friends from COVID. 93 people. So, you know, it's just, it's important that we keep our eyes on that. And that's not as being a celebrity or being anything else. That's being a member of the human community decent that cares. Person. Just try. I bought, and I, I get it. I get the want. But, but it's, gotta, but 
it also is, 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 it's people dying, but people also just suffering who are living. People who want to die because mm-hmm. of what COVID has done to their current situation. People who are struggling with their mental health. Who People who have committed suicide. People who have lost it all and have nothing because of the effects of COVID. COVID isn't just affecting lives. It's it like, and people who die, it's also affecting the living. So yeah. to me... That's how you have to look at it as well. It's Mm -hmm. it's people that you see passing the street that are being affected by this or like your friend who's lost 93 people. How disrespectful is that to them? Yeah. Yeah. We just all got to do better, man. We just got to hold on. I know that everybody's getting exhausted with it. I know it's hard to talk about it every single day. We got to hold on. We got to hold on. We got to hold on, man. Like, especially during the time that we're in right now, we we just have to hold on. I want to say something real quick to you. Are you in trouble? You're I'm in what? trouble. You're in trouble. I haven't done anything. So you just said the p word on this podcast, pussy. Yeah, you're in trouble. You think you think you're gonna have to tell it to the judge? That's what you're gonna oh, have you to think, do. Well, you realize you said it first, don't and matter. I just and I don't, just repeated what you said. Don't matter. I know yeah. how that goes. He's gonna say. So if Van jumped off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge too? I raised you better than I'd than at the, least look over and see what was on the other side. It's true. That's hey. what I did. <laughs> Look, you're invited to my house for Christmas, and I gotta tell you something. If 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 uh if you and want, copper, uh, of course, copper, of course, copper, copper, the wolf he looks like a wolf. <laughs> um, to this point, a development happened a couple of a couple of days ago. Okay. So my mother, Crystal Lathan, Crystal Ellis. Ooh, she would be pissed. Crystal Ellis, give the let me get that woman her maiden name back. She took that name back. <laughs> You know how Tina Turner was like, I'll do anything, I just keep the name. Keep my mom name. was like, my mom was like, you did it just like she did it in the movie too. Keep the name. That's exactly how she did it, Rach. Um, but it's a movie I've seen. My mother was like the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said the N-word. I'm sorry, my bad. My mother was like, hey, take your name. Come get this name. <laughs> so she is now Crystal Ellison. And she's like, come get this name. What I got, I go to the I gotta go to the DMV. I'm there. I got to go to the post office. I'm there. Come get this name. <laughs> um, so my mother was talking about, she's like, she's, I'm coming there for Christmas. I'm like, no, you're not. You can't come for Christmas. And she was like, son, I'm coming for Christmas. You can't tell me anything. Like, you're struggling. Things are happening. Like, I'm coming, I'm coming for Christmas. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you can't come. And I'm like, you can't fly. There's no way you can fly. She's like, oh, we're going to drive. So my 65-year-old mother... Mm-hmm. 64. I don't know why she asked the year. And my 82-year-old grandmother. <gasps> Both are coming. They are driving. Now, I, just to let you guys know, am totally against this, but I have no say. They are doing it. They know my address and they're coming out here. The only thing I can do is make this trip as comfortable for these two elderly women as possible. So I got to rent the biggest, the nicest, biggest, roomiest cars. I got to plot out the route so they can stay in some hotels. And I'm going to pay one of my homeboys a thousand bucks to ride with them out here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I'm going to put him on a plane back. I don't care if he gets sick. I'm going to put him on a plane. <laughs> I'm going to put him on a plane. He'll be young and strong. He'll be fine. Like I'll put, I'll put him on a plane back or maybe he can stay through the holidays or maybe drive back with them or whatever, whatever. But they're going to be out here. So if you want... That's you, beautiful. They're cooking. They're cooking. If you don't have your family, uh, we're going to limit this to six people. 
Okay. Six people. And I'm sorry, a COVID test is going to be necessary before I put you around my mother and my grandmother. Absolutely. My only thing is, is Brian. Because he, yeah, we're not going to be apart. Whatever we do, we're going to be together. So he'll have to get, I get tested regularly, but we'll, 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 I I will keep you informed. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are they cooking? Oh, wait, no, gumbo, gumbo. Are they going to make gumbo? Yeah, they're going to make gumbo. Oh, I'm definitely coming. Of course they're going to make gumbo. I'm definitely coming. That's like, you know, that's the whole function of them coming out here. If my mother was saying, like, yo, like, I'm coming out here, but I'm not making any gumbo, I'd be like, mom, really, it's too dangerous to come. I forbid you to come for sure. I'm not going to pay for anything. (laughs) But but she threw the gumbo in. I was like, oh, maybe so. Um, All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, big moment. Big moment in uh, higher learning history. We have the current reigning queen of network television, okay? We have a huge, huge, huge new celebrity in my life, new celebrity to the world joining mm-hmm. us right now on Higher Learning. We have Taisha, Taisha, the current bachelorette, shaking up Palm Springs, <laughs> joining us today. As you guys know, I am a brand new initiated batch. This is my first season watching uh, the Bachelorette. And this is my, as far as actual Bachelorette, this is my first Bachelorette we have here on Higher Learning today. Woo! Taisha, give it up for Taisha, everybody. <laughs> what about Rachel? <laughs> See, now uh-huh. you're getting the dynamic of this show. Taisha. I love it. I love Taisha, it. So. Well, Rachel, you were the Bachelorette. When I say it's my first Bachelorette, I mean as a viewer, you know. Claire was on There's there shade for a there. hot... That's okay. Right. That's shade right. there. That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm excited true. for you. This is a big moment for the show. It's a big I'm moment. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, yes. guys, for having me. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, I've been watching... I've been watching the shows, okay? Tell me what you think. I, I, okay. I, there's two things that I think, okay? <laughs> well, the first thing was that when I... I I've made it no... I've made a, a point on the show to tell everybody how much... I despise Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers, Claire and Dale. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dig them. Not, not in a personal way, mm-hmm. but 
in a way of that much attraction can be annoying. Okay? They just were all over each other. When you came in, it was a curveball in the show. And Rachel told me about this, being that it became a more traditional Bachelorette show. My question is, for you, knowing everything that had happened prior to you getting there, did you feel the need to shake it up or act in any other way or bring balance back to the show? Did it change the way you would have approached being on the show had you been in Claire's situation initially? I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't know much about what was going on. So I didn't know how the guys are feeling. I didn't know what they had experienced. I didn't know how many dates they went on. I knew nothing. I just Mm -hmm. knew that Claire had found her person. Um, And it was just an opportunity I've been given. So I was just me. That's all I was. Mm. You know, a lot of people, Tasha, feel like it was unfair. Like we we supported you. We were excited for you when you were announced and that hasn't changed. But a lot of people were like, sis, don't you think it's unfair that Tasha has to come in mid-season? And I'm like, no, I don't feel that way at all. I'm interested for you how you felt about that. And do you feel like you weren't, did you feel like maybe I won't have enough time to really develop a strong relationship with, with any of the men? I mean, obviously it kind of sucked not to be announced the way every bachelorette has been announced or not to experience all of that um, excitement beforehand. Cause when I did get the phone call, I left, you know, quite soon after. And I didn't really get like that. It was just, it happened so quickly. I didn't really have a moment to sit back and be like, okay, this is what's happening. I'm thinking this way. I'm feeling this way. I was just, I was in it and it was just me. So that kind that that part kind of sucked. But other than that, um, I'm so happy it happened the way it did. Mm. Mm. I mm. I wouldn't change it for the world. So, so. are the men. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. They are. So when you got there, you had one less guy there, you know, because mm-hmm. Dale was uh, Dale was gone. Yeah. You've seen Dale. You've seen the way Dale has been. I'm interested to know that had Dale been there, <laughs> do you think? that Dale would have been high up on the list of guys, knowing what you know, know about he Dale. He was so messy. I'm not being messy at all. I'm asking. <laughs> I actually kind of want to know too. Yeah, everyone asked me this. Do you think that, are you in any way salty that you didn't get a crack at Dale? You know, I didn't even see much of Dale. I think that the qualities that I did see about him, like rushing to her side to making sure she was okay. And like Mm -hmm. just being a really good, strong figure for her to lean on is a very attractive quality. But at the same time, a lot of the men that I, you know, was dating did exactly that to me. So I Mm. I really can't say like, I wish Dale was there because I didn't experience that. Mm. Mm. You have said before in prior interviews that you wish Claire had warned you about some of the men. Now <laughs> that we're midway through the season, who are you referring to? And are I, any of them still there? You know, no, I think I trick I think I got, you know, I broke up with most of them at this point. Um, I don't think it was like one person in particular that I'm just like, I never wish I'd met him. No, like there's just some qualities that like like just like this petty boy drama that's going around. Like, I wish it would have been cool to know, like, you know, like this guy, he just likes to start drama. Like this guy's not very serious. Like this guy likes to be the clown of the group, like nothing crazy. Um, but I wish it would have been cool to get a little heads up, but I think I'm, I'm pretty good judge of character. So I figured it out quite quickly. To that point, 
I gotta tell you who my favorite guy on the show is. <laughs> it's Owen Hill. And, and, I, and, and I'm I'm not even. It's not even close to me. And I feel like I gotta be honest with you. He's kind of getting a raw deal from you. I got a bone to pick with you. Oh no! <laughs> I feel like the obvious El Cream of El Crapio in that's in this situation is Bennett. I feel like Bennett is an absolute G. Bennett, G-G. like, let me tell you something. Bennett is giving, sharing. He's a smart man. Mm-hmm. And so what? So what? He has a little static with somebody. That should show you that he doesn't back down to anybody. Yeah. You know? Like, what's this thing? Why Why aren't you and Bennett hitting it off more? Like, what can we, what can us, what can Bennett Nation, forget about Bachelor Nation. Okay. I'm the head of Bennett Nation. He is. What can Bennett Nation expect going forward? Are we going to be pleasantly surprised or are we going to be throwing dartboards at you, throwing darts at a picture of you on a dartboard? Like what, what, what's, what's going to happen? You're just starting to see the conversation between him and Noah. So I think after tonight's episode, you tell me how Bennett Nation is feeling. Like, I think that he shows some colors about him that I am not really a fan of. Um, Oh, did I hit a nerve? (laughs) This is the thing. I have a problem with the way that people talk to other people at times. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be condescending to people just because, I don't know, you might have a higher education. That doesn't mean that someone else should be like talked down upon. Mm -hmm. You might, you know, think that you're better suited for someone. That doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't have a chance. And I think that who are you to tell somebody that they're not good enough? So Mm. And if you're willing to do like that, I don't like the way some, this sounds. I don't like the way it sounds. Yeah, either. if you're not willing, if you're willing to do that blatantly in front of other people, like how do you talk to other people? You know what I mean? When it's just you and that person, like I, I don't know. Hmm. So just wait till tonight's episode, I guess, and then you, and then you tell me. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but are you okay, man? Are no, you gonna be okay? No, okay. no, we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens. I, I tell you what, I can't wait. This, this better go. This better go my way, or I'm gonna start a Facebook group. <laughs> I, I can tell you. <laughs> Taisha, it's yeah. no secret that I've been such a huge proponent of diversity on the show, which is, I mean, you would have been out, an outstanding pick outside of being a woman of color, but you are, which makes it even more exciting for me as a former lead and then also as just a mm-hmm. fan of watching the show. So I do, I want to clarify some things because. I feel like there's a lot of talk. So when you do interviews, okay. like obviously I did, I, I was the first black bachelorette and then you'll do interviews and then people will say to you, you're the second black bachelorette. And then you'll actually t- correct them. And so like, I really want to give you the platform because I, I did an article on it before, but I want like you to be able to speak on it about how you feel with that title versus what you really want people to say and then why that's important to you. Yeah. I mean, I am the first biracial African-American and Mexican bachelorette. Um, And I think that that's amazing. And I, and I want that to be recognized because I think that's, that's a mix that is out there and that a lot of people want to identify with. And that's not always um, shown on television. So like, why can't I just, I want to, I want to speak for both minorities and, um, show them that I'm here for them. So I am African-American and Mexican, and I like to be referred to as that. Hmm. Now, because we all family here, um, yeah. we're, we're all family here. 
Okay. I can, I can <laughs> tell you. I can tell you right now yeah. that there are black people who are going to be upset mm-hmm. and going to feel a certain way about that answer. Years ago, in a conversation, some conversation, Tiger Woods referred to himself as cockablation or something like That's that. That's because he made that shit up. That's why people it's felt a true that thing. way. I get it. But I guess what I'm saying is, do you get the fact that when people see you, they see a beautiful black woman, and sometimes it seems to black people that uh, our blackness is never enough. They want to identify with you as a black woman. They want you to claim your blackness and say, yo, I'm black. And yeah. do you understand why people would see, would, would hear you say that and then be upset by it, being that it seems that anybody who uh, has our skin tone or looks like us suffers the same exact perils that we suffer, mm-hmm. um, that they will want you to kind of opt into your blackness and not uh, not mishmash it up a little bit. I understand that completely. Mm-hmm. But then I also look at the other side of like, the fact is that I am also Mexican. And then it's really nice to be able to identify with those people as well. Like. Because I've I've actually this past weekend I was on um, the NAACP like panel um, for like um, the visual arts panel sure. and um, I had said that it was amazing to be like a biracial woman on television at the moment and I got so many DMs saying from um, women that are biracial but specifically um, Mexican and something else saying like mm-hmm. I am so happy that you're speaking up and you're claiming that you are Mexican because not many people say that they're Mexican mm-hmm. and something else they just kind of identify with the other race of what they look like mm-hmm. and I understand that um, as part of like the African-American community like it's nice to it would be nice if I was identifying with that a little bit more but I did that actually up until I don't know, maybe in high school, it was when I really felt the need to start identifying with also being Mexican. What made you change, if you don't mind me asking? um, Well, okay, so I had said this earlier, but I think like in school, like when you take like those skin or those, um, like those testing Mm -hmm. and you're trying to pick with which ethnicity you are, Mm -hmm. they don't always say like you're this and that, this and that. You usually pick one and you can Mm -hmm. pick other. So for so long, I've always just identified with being African-American because my, the other was not something I could always like check. So I've always just said, yeah, I'm African-American. But then there was like a point, like, I'm so like proud of my Mexican heritage and like half of my family that's in Mexico. Like I have like an uncle that's a priest in Mexico. I have an uncle that's a Senator in Mexico. Like I'm proud of them and I want to claim that as well. So, I mean, I understand both sides of the conversation, but there you go. I, I think it's important, Tasha, for you to distinguish because so easily it's so people want to put us in a box of you're yeah. this or you're that. And so I think yeah. it's important that you do push the conversation of saying I am black, but yes, I am also Mexican at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to keep having that conversation because so often people want to assume what you are or put you or hold you to a, a, a certain standard and yeah. you shouldn't have to do that. But I also think it is, is, you know, but then that makes you, it's more on you because black people are going to want you to represent for them. Don't forget and, about us, sister. And Mexican people Don't. are going to want you to represent for them as well. So it's, it's great that I think that you're saying, Hey, Hey guys, I'm both, but you know, 
also it's going to be a lot on you because so many people are going to be looking to you for representation. But most people just like assume that I'm just African-American. And when I say that I'm also Mexican, they're like, wait, hold on what? Mm. And I love that. I love that. You know, I'm a mix that you don't really expect, I guess. Like people are always like, you're a mix of something that I just don't know what it is. And I love that I'm able to clarify that. I don't know. I yeah. identify with both of them. And I think both of them are very beautiful. Represent. Yeah. My, um, my, my, my cousin, my first cousin is half white. Mm-hmm. And you don't know. You don't think about it, right? So I remember I'll never forget this. As a kid, you know, I'm over at his crib. You know, he says that his cousins are going to come over and bring, up, bring over a video game. And I'm like, okay, it's cool. Well, I get to meet your cousins, you know. Cousin, and when I grew up, is another word for black person in your family. That's what cousin <laughs> meant. His cousin comes to the door, and it's a white dude. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's my my mom's sister's son. I'm like, yeah, dog, but he white. How could he be? <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's a whole different side to this world. So look, yeah. I'm I'm with it, sister. You know, is uh it, it, it you have to be, you have to define you just don't forget about us because because we Absolutely need the representation. All right. So uh, beyond, beyond the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, actually, no, before I even get to that question, this is my <laughs> last question. Let's say you were going to pick five guys that were going to be on The Bachelor for you. Five guys oh, in celebrity world. this is a good world. question. Five guys in celebrity world. Let's say you were going on The Bachelor, you're going to be able to pick five guys who would have been on, the, on your season of The Bachelor. Five celebrities. Okay. Okay. Taisha, who would have been the five celebrity bachelor off, bachelorette off for you? Who would have been the five guys? Okay. Like Liam Hemsworth. Okay. Thor. Michael B. Oh, Jordan. No. Wait, which one, is, which one is Liam? Liam's a taller. Is that so Miley's guy? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Miley. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Liam, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan, because okay. like, obviously. Right. Um, she, you, I haven't really thought much about this. Um, who else do I find really, really attractive? Just reflex. Uh, didn't they the ask the you dome. this? Because, well, I guess it was a little different from how you you came in, but usually they'll say, what's your type? Who are you interested in? No, I So ne- you didn't get that. You don't understand. Like, like I think when so many people are like, you should have thought about this stuff. Like, you guys don't understand. Like, I literally <laughs> was at home, like everybody else, eating donuts in my bed, and then I got the phone call. Okay. Like I was not thinking about falling in love. I, I was mm. thinking about falling in love with my Postmates man because he kept bringing me donuts every week. But what all, mm. that's all like I had in my mind, like it wasn't, my headspace was not there. Mm. I mean, it was quarantine. So obviously I didn't think I was going to fall in love in like 2020, like, or have the opportunity to like date 20 guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so Liam, Michael B. Jordan, just give me one more. Think of one more. Um, who else do I find really, really attractive? Well, aside from, I can't say Matthew McConaughey because I always say him, but he's married. So like, that's not possible. That's okay. That's you okay. Can say him. You can say, you can say him. somebody married. I married him in high school. I had a high school marriage project and I married him. So. There you go. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are three guys. I would love to see that. Just those three guys. <laughs> I think Michael Who are you putting your money on? Who are you putting Mike, your money on then? Mike, man. If you ever been around Mike, it's weird. He's suave. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not even, it's like, I was at a party once and Mike shot me a head nod and the girl next to me thought that he was giving her the head nod. Oh my gosh. It was the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. And like she she freaked out. Anyway, Tasha, I am uh very happy for you. Things are Thank going you. so well. Um hopefully we can still be friends after Tuesday night. 
because <laughs> I'm expecting to hear from you. Don't forget you're in the that. family now. You're in the higher people. learning family. Higher learning family. Continue to do your thing. Define yourself for yourself. Uh, we will be watching the show, doing a recap every single week here on Higher Learning. Tasha, thank you for joining us today. Thank it was a delight. Yes, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye girl. All right, so I saw a fascinating piece of video that has made its way around the internet now, but that we have to talk about. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, you know, all different flavors and cultures here on Higher Learning, but the video itself was phenomenal. It's a video of a guy named Kevin Samuels, who I guess he is some sort of relationship expert type of guy. Uh, And he has a show where he talks about, you know, different aspects of people's relationships and, different aspects of women trying to get men, men trying to get women. And he went viral for some of the comments that he made to a woman. Do we have any of the, do we have any of the audio? The advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. I'm taking it in, but. Okay, but you're not accepting the fact that, okay. Average looking women. Average looking woman who's older. Average looking older woman with a 13 year old son. And wait, so, so you have to understand. So you, you hear him talking to her like that. First of all, she sat there and she took that mm-hmm. the entire time. She was a woman. She's from North Carolina. She called up. She said that she wants a man that made six figures. And Kevin Samuels was telling her that she's not pretty enough for a man that works six figures, that she has a kid. And that she's too old. And he went through these things over and over and over again, just destroying this sister. Yes. Telling her that she should lower her standards. What did you think of the video, man? He went viral. Everybody, by the way, it was two sides of his argument. One side, yeah. One side of the argument was that he should not have been speaking to her like that. The other side of the argument was that he shouldn't have been speaking to her like that, but he had a point. Okay. First of all, this man, Kevin Samuels, anybody, this woman should be ashamed of herself for even calling into his show because it seems like, and I've never heard of him up until this point, but it seems like this isn't the first time he's made some outrageous comments like this. So why would you even put yourself in a situation for this man to tear you down? This man has some deep-rooted self-hatred issues, I feel, towards Black women. Not women. Black women. The way he sat there and tore this woman down repeatedly. You made your point the first time, okay? But you had to keep telling her that she wasn't getting it to the point where you start calling her out of her name, calling her abroad, and then hanging up on her before you curse her out as well. This woman came to you, and I have a lot of girlfriends who like to seek advice from men. I don't think that that's a bad thing, right? Like sometimes your homegirls just don't get it. And maybe you can get a better perspective from a man because they can tell you what the men are thinking. This man decided to tell her first, he set her up because he said, rate yourself, which I actually appreciated that the woman said, you know what? I'm not going to come out here and say a 10. Wait, wait, did you find it interesting that he goes, don't say seven? Because everybody says seven. He said, said, rate yourself from zero to 10. You can't use seven. So that forces you to say either... I'm attractive, which, which, which would be attractive, or six, which I'm after. So he's not giving you, I actually like that. 
He's not giving you the, uh, the opportunity to say, ah, I'm a seven. No, you're either an eight to a 10 or six or below, which means either you know you got it or you know you don't. <laughs> well, she was very honest and she said, I am a five without makeup and with makeup, she bumped herself up to a six. So he goes, mm-hmm. great, you're average. You're average at best. I thought the fact that she was very honest about that was nice. But the fact that he put her down to average because of what she gave herself as far as a ranking and then the fact that she had a child didn't take into consideration that she is a business owner, Mm -hmm. she is a successful business owner, and she herself is making a certain amount of money. None of that can make her above average. I just thought it was very... It was very shallow. He didn't take into consideration other things. And to me, the fact that he was so disrespectful when we're in a time where we're talking about uplifting Black women and just the, that he felt he could, he had the audacity to speak to her in such a demeaning way. Like, sir, who are you in this poorly lit room with, I don't even know where your show is streamed on. I just, just like, just like, let's talk about, let's flip the table and talk about you for a second. Are, are you average at best? You got to be above average given this woman, this, this, this average, this, this mean critique. I just, Man, there it went around in my friend's circle, a group of black women mm-hmm. who were irate. Now, I will say that some of them said he has a point, but his message was lost in the delivery of how he came at her. But I don't even think he had a point. But go ahead. Okay. So I want to know. I see, I see your face, and you think he had a point. It's not about the fact that he had a point. So this okay. is the thing. This is the thing. A couple of things. First, I'm going to ask you a question. Does it make any difference to you that there are now videos floating around of Kevin Samuels talking to men the exact same way? No, it makes no difference to me. Makes it no because he's he's talking. There's a guy that calls him up and he asks the guy. He goes, "Do you have a big penis?" And the guy goes, "No." And the guy goes, "Okay." And he tells the guy, he goes, "Okay, so you don't have a good job. You don't have this." You don't have a good penis. You have nothing to offer the type of women that, that you want. That is so short-sighted. That's but, what bothers me about but, his opinion. <laughs> he groups all women the same way. You look a certain way. You make a certain amount of money. Then you only want this. And that is so unfair to do. But men can too. I, can I be honest with you? Is that true? Is it that not true, though? So I so never what, said I needed my man needed to make six figures. But but I, but here's the deal, though. Does your man make and six figures? And I ain't figures? average. Does your man make six figures? Yes. So yes, I, but not what, every man I've had has. Right. I know, but the the question is not whether or not. See, you're not now criticizing Kevin Samuels. Now you're criticizing the lady, because it's the lady that said that the man has to make six figures, not Kevin Samuels. If 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 she had said she wants a guy who's a nice bus driver, or whatever, she could probably have all those guys. She want. First of all, I don't know who she could have. I didn't see anything wrong with her. So I like no. I like. So I don't know who she could have, but. To me, and I tell brothers this all the time, there's a beauty standard that gets set by Instagram models, right? And then guys, I, I saw a guy, I, one of my homeboys, he made a meme. And the meme was of, or he shared a meme. And the meme was, um, the meme said something like, black women say that they want black men, but they're really only talking about these four guys. And I think it was like, that Kofi from Queen Sugar, uh, um, Odell Beckham Jr., 
O'Shea Jackson. This is a couple of years ago. And then like a couple of the, the, whoever the hot guys, Michael B. Jordan, whoever the hot guys were at this time. And basically saying us other brothers don't get any play. That's a lie. That is there a are, lie. There are women in your city all around the place that would love to go out with day with you. The problem is that Instagram has changed your perception of what beauty is to the point to where if there's a certain type of rap video woman that doesn't give you attention, it makes you feel like you're worthless. When really, the reality of of women like that is that their pool of guys to choose from today Mm -hmm. is so vast that if you are going to appeal with them, to them, should I say, you're going to have to be singularly exceptional in some kind of way. Either you're going to have to be the finest dude or you're going to have to be, have to have the most money, but there's going to have to be something. And that exists on the other side as well. If you want, if like it, it, and, and that is a barrier to happiness. And by by the way, men experience that men see guys who are in the club, they buying a bunch of bottles. Mm -hmm. They got all these businesses. They got money. They're all of this stuff like that. And they think, okay, well, that's the kind of, she want a baller. She want this. She want that. It's all about the money with her. It's all about this. And I always wonder, if a woman could date a rich guy, why would she date a broke one? <laughs> it, it seems like jumping I'll into tell you a why. Line, okay, I'll tell you why. Because you can have dated rich men before And it depends what your needs are and there's something that you needed, right? Mm -hmm. So a rich man can give you money and he might be able to give you a certain lifestyle, but can he give you him? Is he going to give you the time and attention and the loyalty and honesty that you want? I'm sorry if you, I mean, if you don't want those things and you, and you're fine with the material things, then you can have that shallow type of relationship. But if you want some type of depth and you want more out of it, then women will turn away from that because they want their relationship to give them something else. Now, you're assuming now that every guy who is rich or the majority of guys who are, who are rich don't have any depth to them. You're right. But, I, but I'm not, I'm, I'm more so answering your question of why would a woman want somebody broke versus this? And I'm telling you, if she's not getting those things, if she's not getting those things from her guy with money, then maybe getting the other things are more important than the guy being able to be the breadwinner. Right. And my thing is, if you want an Instagram Glamazon, if that's what you want, then it's like anything else. It's like a house or a car or a loan. You have to qualify for that. <laughs> you, 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 you do. That's just a funny way to put it. No, it's you're like, right. It's like anything else. You got to qualify for that. And if you don't qualify for that, why don't you... This is who, whoever is looking for the person, not lower, because I'm not talking about lowering. Readjust kind of what your belief in physical interaction is, your belief in what a relationship is, a real relationship is, and try to make a connection with the real person and not with an image of the person you think you're supposed to be with. Now, I think that that's what Kevin Samuels was saying in a completely... Don't, don't speak for him. I'm not. In a, <laughs> in a completely crass way. For me, whenever I see a brother, anybody talking to a black lady like that, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. But for the sake of this argument, I'm putting it to the side that I think that because of some of the things that exist now in society, 
functioning relationships have started to kind of take the backseat to fairy tales. You know what I mean? And, hmm. and the reality is even when you're in a relationship with somebody, you're not in love with them every hour of every day. Sure. But at the end of every day, you are, that's a Sex in the City quote. Is it? Did you, did you get that from Sex in the City? Did I? No, Charlotte I says that. What'd she say? I can't remember who she's talking to, but she's like, mm-hmm. do I love him every second of the day? No. But at the end of every day, I love him. Uh, sometimes not even at the end. But, okay, but, wow. uh, but, uh, <laughs> but no. So I, I think, I think he came, it came off wrong. But if, if, he's tell, if he's telling her, you're setting your expectations, you're setting yourself up to fail with some of your expectations. Just because she wants a man with six figures. She didn't say that he had to look like, you know, like a Morris Chestnut or, you know, or whatever. She didn't say that he had to look and had to have no kids. And any, all she said was, I want somebody who meets me equally on my profession level. So I don't think that that is too much to ask for. Because uh, right. it ain't it's like not. she, it ain't like she's not. And, and that's what my friends and I were saying. We needed to hear the part of what she originally said. That's what because, I wanted, yeah. Because if I'm just going off of her saying six figures, because that's what he kept bringing up, then why is it wrong for her to want somebody who equally matches her professionally? She's not asking for the stars here. She's just asking for someone to be an equal breadwinner or more than her. I don't think that that's far-fetched. I think you could definitely be average and your money makes you go up a couple of numbers. So do you think, so what I would say is when you think about what's equal to you, I mean, if it's financial, then yeah. The question then becomes though, is a guy that makes as much money as you interested in you? Well, that's that's what Kevin was saying. Right. And that's a, and if, if, if if it's going to be a money thing, then that's a fair question but you to said ask. If he didn't ask her a question, he told her. Well, we're assuming will, that she had already said that. Well, he told her they will never be interested in you because yes, he, he can't you that. look average. That yeah. that's the problem. It was too black and white. It was either this or that, and there was no room for. I wouldn't even call it the exception. It's just I think that there. I think there's several people, a lot of people who it doesn't have to be this or that for them. You know, it just yeah. it just depends who you are. He's just, he's he's wild though. He is I mean, wild. he's wild. He's super wild. You should have seen him talking to the dude. By the way, he the way he spoke to that woman was completely because there's no reason to deliver your message like that. But that's why it went viral. That's why we're is talking everybody about black that calls into his show. Because to be very curious if he talked to a a, a non black mm-hmm. that way, and if he would talk to a non average woman that way. Um. Yeah. That's what I would want to know. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, it's just like... That's a man, he hates women. I'm sorry. I, I, look, can, can I tell you something? Do you know that there's no such thing as an average human? Yes, I completely agree with you. There's no such thing... There, there's no such thing as an average human. So I want everyone right now in their mind to think about something that exists once in the space of eternity. Think about that. There's only one of them ever made, right? So even if even even if you have like a watch, right? like a watch, and let's say Richard Milley makes a watch. And Richard Milley puts the watch out, and he says, this is the only one of these watches I'm ever making. The watch is going to sell for a million dollars. Because all the guys out there, all the ladies out there are going to be like, I have to have that watch because that's the only one of that watch that has ever been made, right? Painting. Uh, Monet. um, Van Gogh, whatever. The reason why those paintings are so valuable 
that they've painted because most of those paintings are one of ones. They didn't make 10 paintings and then put them out there, right? Uh, when you look at the Superman book, there's a lot of Superman number ones, but the last Superman number one, when there's only one left, is going to be insanely valuable because you can't get another one. I just want everybody listening to this to know you, whoever you are, you are that watch. Mm-hmm. You are that book. You are that painting. You are the only one of you. Exactly. That has ever existed, which makes you exceedingly rare in the course of eternity of human history and the past, there has never been another you. Hmm. So there is, it is impossible by that logic for you to be average. You are by definition extraordinary, extraordinarily rare and extraordinarily, extraordinarily special. And the moment yeah. that you realize that, you'll stop listening to niggas who are telling you what you can you. and cannot. Oh, that's two. That's two niggas. That's two. Oh, damn. That's two. You listen. Um, uh, you said it too. I was repeating what you said. You said it. You just I got said your it attention. Again. I got your attention. Oh, they never heard me say it on this podcast. They're gonna freak out. I know. Damn. <laughs> it's hard. My bad. It's at least you're aware of it when you do it. Yeah, yeah. ladies, know your self worth. Don't look. You might look for advice from men. But don't let men define your self-worth. It's like the kid in school when the teacher tells you you can never be what you just aspire to be. Don't let people do that to you. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so look, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on out here in the world, man. It's a lot of stuff that's happening. Um, what? Oh, I was, you mentioned Superman. You asked me what I did this weekend. I meant to tell you. I do? saw Wonder Woman, the sequel, 1984. It's so good. <laughs> do you, do you, were you not a fan of the first one? Does, no, you know, you know, you know what it is that you're doing. <laughs> so it's like it, it is, is it's 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 trite. It's almost cute now what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You you know what's happening. Do I? You're yeah. I just I, wanted yeah, to tell you. Know. You asked me what I did, and I forgot. It's such a good movie. Yeah. So yeah. good. New yeah, characters I mean, are introduced. Yeah. I know. Yeah. This is how life goes. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, you know, you are... Uh, life goes this way because people like you, and I'm using that, <laughs> they get stuff like that. People who couldn't care less. You know what I mean? Like, they... they that's, how, that's how life goes. You know? It's like... It's I just, care. And it was for work, by yeah, the way. Work. Did you it enjoy was, it? It's really good. It's long. It's two and a half hours, but it's worth it. And it's a very good for what we're as a good message for what we're going through right now very very good really a good message for what we're going through right now now yeah because of what the like she's obviously you know going against maxwell lord you know that at this point and and against the cheetah but why what he's doing to the world and what's happening to the world and how she has to fight him is in a different way. Mm. I don't want it without giving too much away. And so right. it's um there's a lot of great themes about um you know that are inspiring and uplifting in the movie. Hmm. All right. <laughs> now that Rachel has <laughs> triggered me, we will take a break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. 
This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, uh, Rudy Giuliani has the COVID. He's got COVID. What do you think about that? I think it's only a matter of time. All those people that are rolling around in that Trump circle, uh, it's only a matter of time before they all get it. Did you see that meme, that 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 Saint Hoax thing, where it shows him wiping his face off with like a bandana, and then he like wipes his mouth, it's and then it. he pats the bandana, and then he wipes it on the woman? I mean, come on. Yeah, he's like an incubator um, for this kind of stuff. Look, uh, uh, far be it for me to uh, wish any harm on anyone. I'm not wishing any harm on Rudy Giuliani. Hope he recovers from COVID. Like, you know what? I feel the need to make sure people know I'm a decent person by saying stuff like that. But it, the, the reality is that I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want him to die. You know, I don't want him to die. But his fucking stupidity got him into this situation. He earned of course. It. Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. So when I when I saw that, I wasn't at all uh um surprised at it. But it the weird thing is, if Rudy Giuliani comes out the other side of this without a serious illness or uh, you know, with his life, it'll just probably do a lot more damage to the notion that COVID is actually dangerous. Uh, you, isn't he hospitalized? I'm not sure. I haven't okay. seen it. Okay. I, I I saw the headline and I kept scrolling, but I thought somebody said he was hospitalized. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the reality is that a guy like Rudy Giuliani or Chris Christie or Donald Trump or whomever uh, just has access to cutting edge therapeutic technologies exactly. that you won't have. So, if you're judging your ability to uh, survive COVID by their ability to survive COVID, you are miscalculating because you're in America and you're not them. Um, but yeah, so it, that is along the same token, just the, the wild list of, of pardons that could be happening. Just Rudy Giuliani, Ivanka Trump, which these would be preemptive pardons, preemptive pardons, and Joe Exotic, and then himself. Those are some of the people that Trump is looking to pardon. pardon. Some of the people are saying that Rudy Giuliani is going so hard for Trump so that he can make sure that he obtains this pardon, uh, this preemptive pardon before anything that would happen. Uh, there's also news today that the president is looking at potentially throwing a big time shindig. What? Did you see this? No. Yeah. So the president, it looks like, might be throwing a big shindig. I'm breaking news on Rachel right now. Uh, a president throwing a big time shindig, timed at the exact same time as the inauguration. <laughs> what is the what What is the party? The theme? What is it called? Just a party? It's going to be a Just... big rally to announce his 2024 candidacy. Oh, that right. that isn't surprising. So it's it's so that tells me that obviously if we thought that the Trump nightmare was over, 
It's not. It's just moved out of the White House. But are you surprised? Like, haven't you come to expect this at this point? Yeah, but well, I mean, I, I think that I'm I'm not surprised at what President Trump is doing. I'm surprised at the almost wholehearted endorsement he's getting from the GOP. I I have to admit, I didn't have much respect for other Republicans, but the respect that I did have, I overshot it. Mm. Now, I can't say that, I can't say with any sincerity that on the left things would be any different, but I got to believe that they would. I got to believe that they would. The, The way that things are happening right now in Washington and the way people are tucking their head in the sand the president is doing everything he can to undo to undermine American systems that have really buoyed uh, the union for hundreds of years now, and they don't even care because it doesn't affect them, right? And if and if they go against it, it does affect them because let's mm. not forget, almost half the country voted for Trump. So this is all about them protecting their seat and their place in Congress. This is all about them uh, pleasing their constituents at this point. That's what this is. I yeah. thought too, yeah, I mean, what was it? I think I heard today only 20 something members of Congress have actually said Joe Biden won the election, even yeah. though he has at this point achieved enough electoral votes to be declared the president. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's not shocking to me. And I think that's why Trump feels like he can run again for 2024 because he still has a strong base. He still has people that are supporting him and his ideals because the things that he's doing against us that affect us don't affect these people. And it's all about self-preservation. It's all about them protecting themselves at this point. Yeah. You know? It's just weird. It's just weird to hear America first from so many people who put themselves before so many things that's that are that cornerstone to the, to the, to the, the They're country. America. That you you want to talk about fixing slogans? America first doesn't mean America, you know, like all of us. It's my America first. That's mm. what the slogan should be. Right. Well, yeah, we'll see. I think that the peaceful transition of power um and preserving the will of democracy is something that should be, you know, across the board. <laughs> but hey, I'm wrong. Hey, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Because the election was rigged, man. That's why you're wrong. That's true. That's you know, true. democracy, it, it wasn't carried out with the election. If you if that's how you're thinking, then then why would you change that at this point with anything? I am interested to see what would happen if if Joe Exotic was set loose. Is that real okay, is that really being considered? I know people are saying it's it's a possibility that Joe Exotic would be pardoned, but is that actually something that President Trump is considering? Uh, maybe. Look, I'm not saying that Joe Exotic, I'm not sure whether or not it's being considered or not, but I will say this. I'm not saying that Joe Exotic is a good guy. I'm not. I'm not saying that Joe Exotic was a good guy. All right. I want to make sure everybody knows that. I'm not saying that Joe Exotic was a good guy. That's not what I'm saying. But. But. (laughs) (laughs) But. This is what I'm saying. Because if you look at Joe Exotic and you look at everything that was going on with Joe Exotic and you look at all of the different things, the treatment of the animals and all of that stuff like that, and the fact that they had those big cats down there in the first place, which is something I completely detest. Mm-hmm. not saying Joe Exotic is a good guy. I am saying it's very easy to watch Tiger King. Come on now. And come away with the 
Dion and come away with the notion that Joe Exotic got a raw deal. He plotted to kill Carol Baskin. Okay, allegedly. Well, 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 let's talk about let's talk about Carol Baskin. No, 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 let, no. Let, Carol, let, let, let's was... talk. Let's talk about Carol Baskin. Let's talk about the fact that there are some things out there with Carol. Well, well, to me, does that I mean think, she deserves to be plotted and killed? Look, there's a there's a plotted movie against called, and killed. There's a movie called Road to Perdition, and I love the movie. Tom Hanks and um. And Paul Newman are in that. Rest in peace, Paul Newman. I think that was one of his last big roles. Whose name? Is this and in the movie? What happens in this movie is that Paul Newman's son, played play by Daniel Craig, right? So they go on a hit at the beginning of the movie. Tom Hanks and Paul Newman's son. They work for Paul Newman. And J- Tom Hanks' son stows away in the trunk of the car. Yes. And he sees the hit. And they see him. Because he gets scared. They, he, he runs away, whatever. They see him. They Like, Tom Hanks talks to him. Paul Newman talks to him. Everybody talks to him. They think it's all, everything's cool. Except for Daniel Craig, who is, once again, the guy's son. He goes to Tom Hanks' house, kills his son, kills his wife. Not the same son that saw it. Kills, I was going to say, yeah, I don't remember Kills that the other son and the wife, right? Okay. So, Tom Hanks goes on the warpath. He's got to kill Daniel Craig. He's got to leave. Road to Perdition. They got to go up there. They're running now because everybody's gunning for them. Great movie. I love the movie. There's a part in the movie, right, mm-hmm. where, like, uh, Tom Hanks says to Paul Newman something about, you know, being a killer. Paul Newman looks back at Tom Hanks and says, Mike, there are only killers in this room. Meaning, like, there are no rules because we're all killers. There are only killers in this room. So if it's good for you, if it's good for... No, no, he doesn't say... He he says he killed Michael and he killed his wife. He goes, there are only killers in this room. That's the way that it goes. To me... This is not the same thing. That's kind of how I feel. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel. It's only killers in this tiger pit. Because I, it's hard for me to feel bad for, for Carol Baskin when I completely believe that Carol Baskin killed her husband and fed him to a tiger. <laughs> but that's what you believe. The woman was not convicted of that, okay? That's She's true. not charged and convicted. Joe Exotic, there is proof that he plotted against Carol and was on a mission to kill her. I mean, yeah. and you want this man to be pardoned just so you I can said. watch Tiger King Part 2. That's not what I That's said. What... <laughs> I, I didn't say I want. I said it would be interesting to see what would happen with Joe Exotic back out on these streets. Because you know who the last person that wants Joe Exotic out? It's Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. That's because right. Because Carol Baskin knows that Joe Exotic would have all of the media and public support to get to the bottom. So what happened down there in Florida? Will Dancing with the Stars offer Joe Exotic a spot? They should. They gave it to Carol. They put murderers on the show? You know what I mean? Wait, who did they put on the show? Carol Baskin. Oh, stop! (laughs) They they might as well do OJ next. You know what I'm saying? Do OJ. Can you imagine? They should do a whole Dancing with the Stars 
just people that we know did it. Carol Baskin, OJ, Robert Blake, just a whole dancing with the stars. Klaus von Bülow, I think he died. But like, but like all just a whole dancing with the stars of people who we, we it could be dancing with the stars, murderers row. <laughs> I should. I, that's a we good idea. It. I'd Hell watch yeah. it probably. That's a good that's so idea. Bad. Look at us. We're like we would support it. I, look, so bad. Look, so look. bad. People. People used to say that to me when I was when I was in high school, and the whole OJ trial was going on, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, OJ." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Just to let y'all know, OJ killed two people. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah, you be excited about it, but OJ killed two people. Definitely. So, yeah, he for Definitely. sure did. He's playing golf right now as we as we speak. Let's get into the batch recap. Okay. Let's go ahead right now and get into the batch recap of this particular episode. Let's make sure that we know. First of all, I thought it was a very... I'm going to start with a couple of things I didn't like. Okay. Okay. thought it was a very poor taste to start all easy like that. Yeah, I didn't like it. You I didn't like startles. It. Yeah, startles. she ran out on easy like that. Just the way that easy was treated in this episode, I thought was piss poor. Thought everybody got more respect than Easy did. From the beginning, she's telling ghost stories to Easy. It's like she never really took Easy seriously. No, and she didn't. That's why. So I'm gonna ask her about that. There's always, and I she won't say this, but she's still under contract. One of us is, one of us is not. She there's always an episode where you gotta send somebody home on the date. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it was for Tasha, but I got to personally choose who, like who I didn't see bring into the end, who it's like, I'm not going to waste your time anymore. That's what easy was. Mm. From the moment she gave him the date card, she was always going to send him home. There was nothing that happened on the date. There's nothing he did wrong. That man was always going home. Whack. But a Whack. fun date. I would have had fun. I would have loved to taken some taking somebody on that date. Fun date, ghost stories and stuff like that. I and like then, scary stuff like that. You know, like you get scared, you could pretend to be like, oh, hold me, mm-mm. you know? Nah. Mm. Generalized anxiety disorder. No, no, don't jump at me. I'll put that goddamn shotgun on you. <laughs> I'm telling wow. you right now, don't jump, don't jump at me. Cause it's not gonna be my fault. Jump at jump at me. I'm gonna extend that right hand on you. Pow, pow. And then I'm gonna be like, yo, like. Never fails. That's how some of the best fights between me and my sisters and brothers started. They jumping out, scared. Now I'm crying, but now we gotta go. Like you know, we made me cry. We gotta fight. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so who was the guy that had the the uh, the long drawn out story of him getting on that dope and going to the bank and uh, Zach? Zach. C. God damn. Like, Zach C. had it rough, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the most intense stories I've heard on The Bachelor. He completely destroyed her with that story. She had to give him the rose. (laughs) I'm I'm serious, I think she really likes him, but that was heavy. I mean, they he could have told one part of it and it would have been enough. Right. He gave it all. I mean, kudos to him for being vulnerable enough to share that in front of everybody and not afraid of being... You know, judge. You never know how someone's going to take that. Let me tell you something. You know, you, you want to know what happened with that? What happened? What happened? I was so raw emotionally that after that, I saw a commercial for the Ronald McDonald House, and I donated. 
Like, it, like he, he, he well, had me. good. The story yeah, did Yeah, something. it worked. First of all, mm-hmm. donate to the Ron McDonald House. Those kids, you need your help. By the way, I've done stuff with the Ron McDonald House. Fantastic organization. All right? Mm-hmm. The strongest kids, the strongest parents, my God, that you have ever seen before in your life. Donate to the Ron McDonald House. It's a good cause. But I hadn't donated in a while. And I think ABC played me because it, it was this, and then it goes right to a commercial for the Ron McDonald House. And I'm like, okay, now I got to give money to the Ron McDonald House. So I gave yeah. it to the Ron McDonald House. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, that was cool. That uh, that I kind of dug. The, the wedding uh, marriage date was stupid. Yeah. I don't like that. That's the kind of stuff that turns me off with the show because that's creepy as hell. <laughs> like, like that, that's, that's the kind of stuff that makes me like not want to watch the next show. That's creepy as hell. Yeah, it was. I mean, the photographer was the star of that moment. Mm-hmm. But it's was uncomfortable. And I think that's what they were trying to do because right. both of them had been married before. So I think that they were trying to make it an awkward date right. and sing. Yeah, you know, but I would have hated that date. Right. Hated it. Right. I didn't have anything like that. Uh, what was the dude that took all of his clothes off? Ben. I hate him. Ben got to go. Like Ben, like Ben, Ben to me, th- that was the corniest thing I've seen. That was Why? because. Wasn't nobody taking their clothes off. You know, they thought that they were going to have to take their clothes off, but then they really did when they were doing the painting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But wasn't nobody doing it, taking their clothes off. Like, well, the fact that he did that, these guys, all, all of these guys are fucked in the head. Well, well, it wasn't that. It was that he took off his clothes and then said nothing, right? Like, I was like, oh, you know, you're going to, like, exp- I took off my clothes because of blah, 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 blah. You were he just like... some stuff. He was like, no, I'm here he was like, you. you know, I... I'm more than just outside. I want you to get to know the inside. And that was it. And I was like, okay, Ben, you might as well have just stood there and, and re- threw your hands in the air. I mean, that would have said more than anything. And I'll tell you something. Like, that's so weird. Because that, that only in The Bachelor would that work. It's like, well, it I, want you to see the, I want you to see the real me. So take a look at that dick. I thought that was a, the easiest thing he could have done. Right? Take off your clothes. I right. thought that was the easiest thing. As and then she to, cried. She and got, she yeah, cried she, after. She got all, because he was, he was willing to stand there and stuff like that. I will say this. Um, just getting fully nude in the light like that, that is kind of, that is G. Because if you, if your body has been through the ringer, then being fully nude just in the full light, because even I create some angles. You know, there, there's some... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I make I make some angles. I might I might pop a shoulder out. Look at that. Look, look at that shoulder. Don't look. Don't look at the midsection. Look at that shoulder. That shoulder right there. See all because all see this area. This area up here, the mm-hmm. shoulder pick area, off the chain. I was blessed with great shoulders and all of, all of this up here. Okay. And then it like progressively gets worse. You know what I'm saying? Then it gets better. Then it progressively gets worse. You know what I'm saying? So like Shut even up. me, I make some, you know, I'm like, yo, like look at my look at my traps. Don't look at that extra titty meat. So like just to stand there in the light, I was like, yo, this dude a G. He really was a G, but it still was corny. Um, last thing I'll talk about just in my recap. Good episode of The Bachelor. Good episode of The okay, Bachelor. Okay, good. It brought you back. Good. Good episode good. of The Bachelorette. Uh a lot of people thought that I would have something negative to say about Bennett and how Bennett. Not to me. I thought Bennett... I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was fantastic. I thought Bennett Bennett came with some props. Bennett Bennett came with some props and Bennett was kind of a gangster. Bennett gave him a bandana. That could be looked at as an act of war. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that could be looked at as an act of war. Like, yo, here's a bandana. This signifies this issue from the country or whatever. Nah, that was, that, I, when, I, when, Bennett, when Bennett first did that, I was like, yo, Bennett kind of putting the gauntlet down, but then he gave him a book and all of that stuff like that. So, uh, but they let us go without telling us which one of those guys was getting exactly. sent home. Exactly. It's called a cliffhanger. You're going to get to know what happens next week or Tuesday in this case. Tayshia better not sit Bennett home, man. What are you going to do? How are you going to react if if we if Bennett is no longer with us? Uh, go on a I Hate Tayshia campaign. Well. Easy work. Uh, have you seen... So that's the Bachelor recap. Like, I enjoyed the show. Okay. It was good. I'm glad that, you know, I just think that certain things bother me. The easy thing bothers me. Uh, but it was overall a good show. I just got to be honest with you. The show should really be shorter, man. I'm not, it's like, I, it's just, it's, that's so crazy to me. Like I, I have, there are different eras of one show. Like diff, a, one bachelorette show has different eras. There's an era of, it's like, it's like a mini, it's literally like a mini movie every time. And that's a lot. I don't, I can't, I'm not doing the next one. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not doing it. You're not gonna do the first black bachelor? I gotta do that one. God damn. You got one more in you. You need yeah. to see it from a different perspective so you can see the women when the women yeah. are contestants. Right. Um do they get crazy? Crazy? And, yeah. Crazy wild. Absolutely. Absolutely Ooh, they okay. do. Okay. Uh, right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, all yeah. they all definitely play their roles. It, the show is definitely too long. I'll give you that. But I think you're gonna enjoy, and I told you this before, this week. Mm-hmm. I believe it's this week. You've got the men tell all. So you mm-hmm. get the reunion show, which is always good. Do the women on The Bachelor, is there ever any, like, do they ever twerk or anything like that? Has there been twerk? twerk they don't show it. They don't show the twerk. Because we do. So they don't show it. The Bachelor is basically like true kitchen and cocktails in Dallas. Like it's a twerk free zone. It's and a twerk free zone. Unless they play. Throw that throw ass, ass in, in a circle. The circle. Yeah, throw that ass in the circle. How do you feel about the rash of white girls who are twerking now? I mean, what's wrong? What's wrong with them? I didn't like that. I don't like you you taking twerking as if it's something that you invented. But uh-huh. I have no problem with you twerking. Like I can remember when it came a big deal when Miley Cyrus put out that video and she was in that costume, yeah, and she pulled it off, and people were like, "Oh my God, that was Miley Cyrus! What was she doing? She was twerking!" And so it's like as if they created this you know, thing called twerking when it's like, that's just how people been dancing for as long as I can remember. That's my only issue with it. Twerk all you want. I don't care, but don't act like you created it. It was the song. Actually, it's so crazy that it's so crazy the way things become a a big deal so many years after. Because then when I was in college, it was whistle while you twerk. What happened to the like, what happened to the Yin Yang Twins? The Yin Yang and this thing. Uh, Yin Yang. They had several <laughs> hits, though. Yin, a lot. I, I'll tell you it a quick, defined college. Yeah, tell you a quick story, real quick. So we're in the, we're in the, uh, <laughs> we're, in, we're in the, um, <laughs> we're in Carruthers. We're in the dorms at Louisiana Tech University. Uh-huh. It's me, my boy Ryan, my boy Justin, uh, my homeboy AD Vito, who was a linebacker. Uh, on the football team. Big. But one of these guys was just like a big, 
just amazing dude to hang around with. Everybody loved A.D. Vito, right? Um, and we all in there, you know, we listening, we listening to music, whatever. Tank is in there, uh, a couple other dudes, and we just putting it on. And all of a sudden, because Ryan had a playlist, we getting ready because we about to have some people over and stuff like that. And Whistle While You Twerk comes on. Mm-hmm. And A.D., who at this point is, I say AD is about 6'2", 240, all muscle linebacker, lost his fucking mind. He started shaking ass. Like, like, <laughs> and I was, and, and, and we were, and we were, when I say that we were like fucking, like everybody, we were, it was scary in a way because we were frozen. Yeah. We were frozen. I was Except like, Yo. for him. I was like, what is this nigga doing? He pulled like, he was, he was like, oh, So he put his hands shit. on his knees? Put his hands on his knees, lifted his and shirt up. put a hump up, in his back? Put a hump in his back, <laughs> lifted his shirt up, and was really, and his shit was jiggling because he got a big football butt. And I was like, I was like, I, I, you know, you don't really want to go. <laughs> I'm like, looked. I'm like, I'm like, yo, man. Yo, I'm like, Ryan, <laughs> cut that shit off, dog. Make this nigga stop, bro. That's three of them, by the way. I can't stop. I, I, I'm really going to try to stop. I'm like, yo, man, man, t- man, turn this off, bro. Like, what's going on? And it was this thing. And we, we cut the music off. And when we cut the music off, rage <laughs> came across his face. Yo, man, why you cut my song off, dog? Put that back on, bro. Put that, that's that whistle while you twerk, dog. That's that whistle while you twerk. That's that yin-yang twins. I'm like, hey, man, why don't you let this dude shake his ass before he tears the dorm apart? And he really just sat there and was really So y'all wiggling. press play again. That was our guy. You know, we press play and AD shook and his ass. And y'all continued to watch while didn't he continue danced. To watch. While he we, danced for y'all. And we didn't continue to watch. We turned on 2K and we tried to concentrate on that as one of our frat brothers was shaking his ass. So it's crazy. And by the way, here's another thing that you guys don't understand. It's a lot of thugs from down there in New Orleans. A lot of thugs. New Orleans, shout out to New Orleans. They're my cousins from Baton Rouge. They're my cousins down there in New Orleans. But it's not uncommon with the bounce culture in New Orleans Mm. to see a man really getting it in with the twerking and the shaking. I dated a dude from New Orleans. Yeah. I never saw him do that. I'm not saying all of them do. I'm not saying all of them do. I'm not saying all of them do at all. And he was a twin, and I never saw the twin either. But I, but I, <laughs> I'm saying it's not uncommon when if you hit like some of that big Frida bounce, big Frida bounce, some of that Katie Red, any of that stuff like that, that monkey on the dick. If you throw any of that stuff hey. on, is, listen, it, did you Van? Have you ever done it, or do you still do it? <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't. No, I I have never. But I'm just saying. Okay, cool. That's we'll 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 save that. I'm, I'm looking forward to the bachelor. I feel like if I start time. whistling, shut up. You got loose. <laughs> uh, look. Listen. Thank you for Tasha for, for for coming on the show today. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy you got to meet her. Van. Heritage, heritage is a complicated thing. Van. Van you, can't, what? you can't ask her. You can't ask her to. I Listen. Can't ask her to what? 
she's got to represent both. That's good for her. Yeah. I, I, like, look, look, I, look. I personally, as a younger man, when Tiger Woods did the cockablation thing, because he made that shit. I up. was off Tiger Woods, but I will tell you this though. This is the thing about that. Tasha's a lovely woman. She's in control of her destiny. That's good for her. I will tell you this. The fact of the matter is, you don't get to choose that shit. Tasha, as the bachelorette, can be uh, Mexican. Uh, can be first of all, she can be. No, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She is. Shout out to all my Latinx people out there. She is Mexican. She is black and Mexican. Mexican and black. She is mm-hmm. both of those things. Mm-hmm. And she has a rich heritage in both of those. Mm-hmm. If Tasha runs into a Best Buy right, right, and right. grabs a TV and runs out of the Best Buy, running down the street, <laughs> I bet you she'll be black then. No, absolutely. I, I, I bet, like, it, so, so, you know. I think it was context, though. I think it was just important because people will say to her, and I want to give her 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 credit. People mm-hmm. will say to her, what does it feel like to be the second black bachelorette? And for her, it's like, listen, I, I am black and that is true, but I'm also have, I'm half something else. Mm-hmm. I know when you see me, you see a black woman and I, and I own that. But at the same time, I don't want to neglect my mother's side of the family right. and what I am. That's, that's why I just wanted to give her a platform she, to say she that. You got the two littest ethnic groups. <laughs> you got black people and you got Mexicans. My uh, shout out to my my people out here. They fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Barrio Saints. I'm wearing right now. This is my man Diso. Shout out to all of. She got the two littest. Got the best food, the best culture, the best dancing, the best religion, all of that stuff. And I said that the way I meant it. The two best. All right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, about to get some angry DMs. Mess up some thought, about thought, to, warriors, thought, warriors, thought warriors. Thought warriors. Thought warriors. Be like, hey man, I'm Romanian. Our shit is off the chain, too. You don't know anything about it. Have you ever been to Denmark? Completely different. Define you the way you want to define, define you. you. The you Vans define words. You. Take them and use them against them. But just know that them sisters. <laughs> so would you have been mad if she said Blexican? That would have been aggravating. <laughs> but she didn't. That would have been aggravating. All right. But she- That's enough for us, man. Uh, we are all done here. Th- take your thing caps off. Uh, but do not stop learning. It is I, Van Lathan. It's I, Rachel Lindsay. We'll see y'all next week. Oh, no. We'll see y'all next time, not next week. Later on this week. We'll see. Yeah, that's right.